We are four days away before the Minnesota Vikings play the Tennessee Titans in their first preseason action of the NFL season. I'm so excited. It's finally here. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's just we don't have to sit here and watch the paint dry anymore. Like no more trying to find something to do because football is here and we can do what we want and watch uh, the game that we all know and love. And ah! What are you doing? Ah! Ah! Yeah! Right there, right there. Ooh! Today, we are going to kind of backtrack a little bit and kind of go over a little bit of our latest segment of standouts and fizzouts because, so, you know, there's winners and losers. There's risers and falls for us at standouts and fizzouts. Standouts because players that stood out and fizzouts because pop. That's right, pop. It should need, it, well, it needs to replace all water uh, because it is the greatest thing since sliced bread. We love pop. If it was up to us, that's all we drink, but the doc rec recommends uh, different things. But anyway, overall, uh, let us know what you guys drink in the comment section down below. Is it Mountain Dew, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Thunder, the great value kind? I don't care. Let us know what you guys drink in the comment section down below because we love pop. But overall, there's a lot of standouts uh, from the Vikings training camp so far. You got to be excited about it. This has been a really good looking unit, really on both sides of the football. And it all starts with Brian Flores' defense. We brought this guy in to fix what Ed Donatel couldn't, and he's done that. He's absolutely brought a lot of different elements to this defense that has made it hard for the Vikings' offense at times, which is saying something. Um, with essentially the same personnel, okay, maybe not, but, I mean, it pretty much is the same personnel that the Vikings had last year except basically a whole new cornerback group. But, you know, you're really excited to see this because the Vikings' defense is putting pressure on the quarterback. It looks like they're stopping the run. They're being creative. They're putting themselves in a lot of different positions to be able to put their best players in positions to be successful. So uh, I've been really excited. I've been really pleased with what Brian Flores has done so far. And it really is exciting because this defense, that's the thing about this defense. We've said it for the longest time. It doesn't need to be a top 10 defense. You know, top 15 defense and the, and the Vikings can win uh, or at least have another 13-win season under Kirk Cousins. So really excited about this defense. We'll continue to see how uh, everybody else performs during the preseason and moving forward. Uh, number two, the rookies have been really impressing me. So uh, from top to bottom, I mean, Jordan Addison, the first-round pick, everybody was talking about the speeding thing that went on yes i get it but overall uh, i'm very pleased about jordan addison and the fact that he's been balling out and doing very good things uh ivan pace jr the linebacker that just seems to be taking over more and more uh you love to see it uh i mean he's uh, just a fantastic blitzer a guy that has a lot of energy guys like brian asamoa too those two guys in the middle they're the future you're excited about it Absolutely love to see it. Uh, Jaquelin Roy, the defensive tackle, who continually gets first-team reps with the team's defensive tackles. Uh, I think that's just a sign of more things to come, to be honest with you. And I think he's going to be able to play his best football with the Vikings in the NFL. Makai Blackman, another guy, really it goes top to bottom with all the rookies. Uh, you know, I, even um, Dwayne McBride. The I call him Dwayne McBridge throughout the entire preseason draft process, and I'm so sorry. But um, but Makai Blackman, uh, Dwayne McBride, everybody, all the rookies have stepped up, and they are going to look to contribute in some way for the Vikings this year. So uh, I've been very pleased with how things have gone. And even the guy in drafted guys, we mentioned Pace. Uh, you know, Tristan Jackson is a guy that continues to bring it uh, year in and year out. Uh, but it, it just, I, I've been so excited. So uh, Tristan Jackson has been bringing it as of recent, excuse me. But I know he's been out uh, with an injury. Hopefully he gets back pretty quickly and the Vikings can see what they've got in him. Uh, so second string out, outside linebackers, Patrick Jones and DJ Awanam. I I know that without having Daniil out there and Marcus Davenport for a lot of the team periods, these guys were probably 
probably licking their chops just to show what they can do, and they've absolutely done that. They get their guys that have been stopping the run well. Uh, both guys have had uh, some run, but not as much as you'd like to see. They're young guys that do have a lot and bring a lot to the defensive side of the football from whether it's a pass coverage uh, perspective, even though I don't prefer them in that, but they're really guys that you can rely on to pin their ears back and go after as, as pass rush specialists. So I absolutely love to see it. Ty Chandler, the running back, um, just continually gets it done. Um, you know, I know that with Alexander Madison going out for a short period of time, the Vikings have a full stable of running backs. I know Kenny Wangu has been out for a little bit, but Ty Chandler's been a guy to me that, you know, on the Thursday practice, the night practice, he had a big run. He continues to show that no matter what happens, he can do a lot of different things for you. So I love Ty Chandler. Uh, the Vikings wide receivers as a whole, we touched on Jordan Addison being that dude. He's looking like he is going to be able to come in and do some special things. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, honestly, there's a, we could go just down the line. You know, Tristan Jackson, I know he's injured. We mentioned him. Uh, you know, K.J. Osborne. Like, between those three, K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson, and uh, Addison, I'm so excited to see what this three-headed trio can do uh, with the Vikings offense. But again, it goes down there. Jalen Naylor. Jalen Rager, to me, to a degree degree uh we'll talk about him a little bit later but you know this really this entire wide receiver core for the vikings you know guys like blake prohl still going out there and get the job done so Hats off to the Vikings receiving core as a whole. They've done a fantastic job this training camp. Uh, Josh Metellus and, and Lewis Seen, I mean, uh, it is getting harder and harder to watch this safety battle because somebody's going to come out on top. I know Cameron Bynum is a guy that, you know, He's kind of back there. He kind of disappointed to a degree last year, but I think that this defense is going to put him in a better spot. But uh, Josh Metellus, he, he is a guy that was a special teams captain for a reason last year. He's a guy that gets it done there. He's really been only just shined every time he's been given an opportunity. Lewis seen getting that pick a couple of weeks ago or uh, the, the, when the first training camp started and all that. So I, I'm just so excited to see what this safety room looks like and really, therefore, what this defense looks like. So hats off to Lewis seen and Josh Metellus, those two guys battling out for safety. It's just it's been a lot of fun to watch. So the cornerbacks in the mix too uh, to start, guys like a Caleb Evans, uh, Joan Williams, and Murph. Uh, you know uh, they've uh, done really good things. I think that it, now Murph has gotten kind of schooled by Justin Jefferson at times, but who doesn't? Who doesn't? If I went out there and got and went out and played against Justin Jefferson right now, they'd have to take me off in a stretcher because I mean it's Justin Jefferson. So I've been really excited to see what Murph has done as well uh, as Williams and Evans. I mean those these three guys look like they're going to start for the Vikings, but I'm still excited to see um, you know Andrew Booth Jr. I know we'll talk about him in a second, but this these guys that are in line to start, I just want to see where they're at. But I am excited to see that uh, even Jaron Hall too, uh, the last standout. I know I'm missing some guys, so but be sure to put those in the comment section down below too. We'd love to talk about it but Jaron Hall is another guy that just I mean coming in as a rookie you were excited to see how he was going to handle himself with the Vikings offense and it's there, there hasn't been perfect that's definitely not the case but uh, from what we've seen we are so excited to see him in the preseason and see what he can do uh did you guys also see like Dorian Thompson Robinson absolutely laid out a dude uh last uh, last week in the very first preseason game uh, the Hall of Fame game uh, and I'm excited to see kind of how him and Jaron Hall and these later round quarterbacks who kind of separates themselves and I think Jaron Hall is going to be one of those guys but uh, I think he's going to continually get better during training camp he's showing off his deep ball skills uh, and his leadership skills so we're, we're going to have to see how the rest of that plays out during uh, training camp and all that uh, the fizz outs so I I know that this is not their fault Jalen Rager uh, and uh, or Jalen Naylor excuse me as well as uh, Booth <sighs> this hurts this hurts because 
these two guys uh, I thought were going to have big time years, and it's not their fault. I'm not I'm not saying that they're fizzouts in any way for that. But Andrew Booth Jr. and uh, Jalen Naylor, those two guys, just the injuries. Can we not just acknowledge that this sucks watching these two studs just go down and not being able to compete? Uh, I just I want them to both to come back because I think Andrew Booth Jr. needs to come back because I think his career's it's not necessarily slipping away, but there is the injury is starting to raise uh, injuries are starting to raise concerns for him. Jalen Naylor, I mean the guy was an absolute stud on the first day of training camp, but this. Jordan Addison and company, like it's really not doing him any favors to be out. So and I know you got to be able to just make sure he's 100% before you put him back out there, but it just sucks, man. I'd like to see both those guys out on the field. Uh, number two, blocking against the Forest defense. So this has not been like a whole, like the totality of it. It's just like the Thursday of practice, the, the, the offense had a tough go about it in some cases because, I mean, like I said, Flores is ramping it up. He's bringing a lot of pressure. He's disguising things. He's just doing a lot of different things that you're like, what, and that's what training camp is meant to do. Put a lot of guys in a lot of different places and just see what they do. So, you know, it's just been really funny to watch the offensive line just get mauled by Brian Flores' defense so far. But I think the offensive line is going to be okay, I'm hoping. Not got all the wood, but uh, honestly, uh, I, it's just been a lot of fun. But th that is definitely something that is a little, little concerning as we head forward into the preseason. I want some guys to be able to get it done in the in, uh, the, uh, the blocking side of things. Uh, another fizz out. Linebackers not named Ivan Pace Jr., Brian Osmo, or Jordan Hicks. So guys like Troy Dye, William and Quinku, and all those guys, uh, Troy Reader, like there's, you were expecting a lot of these guys to be able to kind of go in with the ones. Um, and I know that Troy Dye did really go in with the ones, but he's in a contract here. He really hasn't impressed me that much, and I'm, I'm just kind of wondering to see what we're going to see from some of these younger linebackers, who's going to make it and all that. But it's just been really tough because they it's not like they've played bad. It's just they haven't really, really shocked me. I, don't, I have not really seen big-time uh, stuff coming from the beat writers on the other linebackers on the roster, on the other inside linebackers, excuse me. So it's just been a little disappointing, but I don't put that all on them. I mean, Avin Pace Jr. has kind of stolen the show. Uh, Nick Mullins. So... Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins clearly are competing for the number two quarterback job right now, but Nick Mullins is as solid as it gets from a veteran's uh, perspective. But we've noticed he's thrown a couple of interceptions, and I know it's only training camp, but it's like, man, you got the young rookie on your tail right now, and Jaron Hall, like, there is no room for mistakes. So, but it's been a little, little interesting to see Nick Mullins make some of the mistakes he's he's made, but uh, he's still a solid veteran. I'm not putting him down in any way. I love Nick Mullins, uh, and I just it's just interesting to see how things have gone so far. Uh, Greg Joseph, so. Podlesny is pushing him. That's perfect. I think he was four of seven on the night practice. Podlesny, I think, was like three or four or four from five or something like that. He only missed one kick. So, But, I mean, Greg Joseph, I mean, the pressure's on. He missed a lot of uh, kicks last year, but he also made some absolute, like, you got to have it kicks last year too. It's just kind of interesting, man. You just, I hope he continues to put it together, uh, but he has been a little bit of a fizz out. Let's be real about it. Jalen Rager, I know we mentioned a little bit ago. It's mainly because this wide receiver room is so stacked that I'm just like, okay, Jalen Rager, man, you got to be able to – be able to make a big play. Like you just have to make it feel your, yourself stand out. I just haven't seen it yet. Uh, but again, it's mainly because this entire wide receiver room is is making plays. So, uh, and it wasn't an accident last year that multiple targets to Jalen Rager ended up in interceptions last year because he gave up on routes. He really needs to have a strong preseason, I think, too, in order to hold on to his spot. Uh, Cameron Bynum. Now, this is not an indictment on Cameron Bynum. It's more of a praise towards Josh Metellus and Lewisine. 
I know Cameron Bynum is a very good player. I think he is going to uh, continue to find a place with the Vikings here. But overall, like it's, I just want him to blow out just like those other two guys. I know he's a good player. I know he's a starter. But it's just been rough watching those two guys uh, continually do their things. Uh, and Cameron Bynum just hasn't necessarily uh, blown out like those guys. But he's still solid. Him and Harrison Smith are going to be the guys. Uh, and then you're going to bring in uh, Lucene or Josh Metellus. So, uh, but that is it. That is our standouts and fizz outs. Uh, latest edition for the Vikings training camp of or of training camp. Let us know what you guys think like subscribe and comment all that wonderful stuff finally let us know hey what kind of pop you drink is it coke diet dr pepper sierra mist i don't care great value god does that matter just put it in the comment section down below we'd love to hear about it but at the end of the day let us know what you guys think about our latest edition of standouts and fizz outs two weeks down of las vegas raiders training camp ish and one week before we play the very first preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. So we had to bring back an oldie but a goodie segment in standouts and fizzouts. Standouts for players that have stood out so far in fizzouts because, that's right, pop, pop, yeah, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It needs to replace all water. That's right, we love it that much. Even though lately we haven't drank as much because we're training for a triathlon. And, uh, yeah, I'm not that good of a runner, so I need to lay off the stuff for a little while, which I've been doing, by the way. But at the end of the day... Pop needs to replace it. Fine. Pop. Soda. Soda pop. Fizzy, as they call it in England, I think. Whatever you want to call it, I think it is the greatest type of drink out there. Let us know what you guys drink in the comment section down below, and uh, we'd be happy to respond uh, no matter what it is. Again, whether it's Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, that great doc, uh, great value Dr. Pepper, what is it, Diet Dr. Thunder, whatever it is. Let us know what you guys drink down in the comment section down below. But anyway, we're here to talk about players from training camp that have stood out and fizzled out, or players that haven't played very well. And today, I feel like this one is the consensus to start out with. It's Trey Tucker. The rookie out of uh, third round pick, excuse me, the wide receiver coming up out of Cincinnati has just balled out this entire time during training camp. And I think he deserves a lot of respect because he came into a training camp where you already had Devontae Adams, you brought in Jacoby Myers, and then Hunter Renfro was coming off a season in which, yeah, he was injured, but before that he had 100 catches the year before. So this was kind of a tough spot for Trey Tucker, but he's come in and done a lot of great things. He's putting a little bit of shaking moves out there. You know, he's being uh, cat-like speed and reflexes. Look out! I've got cat-like speed and reflexes. And he just gets it done. But Jacorny Bennett uh, is another guy, too, that I think has stood up. But Trey Tucker, to me, has really headlined these rookies. I know Michael Mayer's a guy we're going to talk about here in a, mi a minute. But Trey Tucker, like I said, I think he could find himself a role here with the Raiders where he could be that number three uh, wide receiver, that gadget player, the guy that returns kicks and punts. Uh, and could really be a kind of a lightning bug for this offense when the Raiders need him most. So I'm really excited about Trey Tucker. He's been an absolute standout. A lot of respect to him. Uh, Jacorny Bennett's that second player that this is already kind of a young cornerback group for the Las Vegas Raiders and I know Sam Webb is another guy that deserves a lot of credit really a lot of these young guys uh, you know Amik Robertson doesn't you know Sam Hall all these guys uh, that really deserve a, a lot of credit as the younger cornerbacks in this group behind Marcus Peters, who, again, we'll get into a second. But Jacorian Bennett, he's a young guy that can keep up with anybody. Uh, lightning quick. He fights for every single ball, and you just love to see it. He's clearly going to be just fine competing against any wide receiver in the NFL, and I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop and really what he's going to be moving forward. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback that you signed, um, basically a one-year deal, 
but really not whatever uh, Jimmy G he came in from the very first day he was letting it rip yes he was knocking off some of the rust after that foot injury but overall he has been a very pleasant surprise for the Las Vegas Raiders fan base and the team so I'm excited to see what he continues to do because I think that the best is yet to come with Jimmy G I think he's got weapons I think he's going to have a better running game and I think he's going to have an improved defense from what Derek Carr has seen over the last couple of seasons with the Raiders uh, Isaiah Polamau uh, had a pick uh, a couple days ago he's been getting picks he's been making plays being that safety that downhill attacker you love to see I think he's a guy that you really have to keep an eye on throughout the rest of training camp I think he could be kind of that nickel corner that you look for to play against those bigger tight ends or those wide receivers uh, that are a little bit bigger um, because I think he can keep up with anybody I think he's going to make plays for this defense but to me in training camp so far he's been making plays flying around I think he's going to be another gadget player for this Las Vegas Raiders defense uh, Zamir Zeus White yes the guy that they drafted last year coming up out of Georgia winning a national title and all that yes towards ACL a couple of times Josh Jacobs we kind of knew that there was going to be something going on after they declined his fifth year option but Zeus um, he has been impressing caught a touchdown uh, uh, the other day I think it was in red zone drills and all that but Zamir White to me I think he's going to be a guy that he can replace Josh Jacobs I would prefer that he didn't but I think that he can still be the guy. Voice crack, you gotta love that. I still think he could be a guy that comes in and does some really good things for this offense. And I think to a degree, you can build around him. So, uh, Zamir White, I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, the defense. This defense is much improved. I don't care what anybody says. I think from top to bottom, whether it's from pressure, whether it's from stopping the run, whether it's in coverage, I think top to bottom, this is a better defense than the Raiders were going to field last year. I think Robert Spillane was a big-time get. I think when Tyree Wilson gets in there, he's going to be a big-time get. Chandler Jones is not going to have near as much put on his plate which I think is fantastic I'm also really excited to see what happens for with guys like Byron Young when he's healthy and ready to go Marcus Peters has already been a godsend for this secondary linebackers like Luke Masterson have stepped up as well Divine Diablo gonna be a guy we talk about in a second like to see more from him but overall I think if you just look at the totality of this defense it's better than it was last year which I know isn't very hard uh, Michael Mayer another rookie here the second rounder that they traded up for uh, the steal of the draft in my mind we know what he can do in terms of pass catch He's done it over the last couple of practices in training camp for the Raiders. The question is, how is he going to block? Uh, I think that's going to be something you're going to continue to watch with him. But overall, he's a guy that's another going to be a wide receiver th or a receiving threat, excuse me, for this Raiders offense. You do want him to continue to develop. Yes, there's been some growing pains, and we'll get into that in fizz outs. But overall, you do like his ability. You do like what he's going to bring to this offense, and I think he's just getting started. Uh, Thayer Munford Jr., him and Jermaine Illuminar are competing for the starting right tackle spots. Also, you know, I know Wagner's in there to a degree but overall let's be real it's there Munford and uh, Jermaine Illuminar at this point there Munford uh, reportedly has dropped what 10 to 15 pounds I think he's a guy that showed very well at Ohio State over the last couple of years of his college career I think he's going to be a guy that really does push Jermaine Illuminar who at worst case do we just want to put Jermaine Illuminar at guard and then Thayer Munford at tackle? Whatever works. But overall, Munford has been a guy that has really shown out in that battle. It's going to be something we watch throughout the rest of preseason. Marcus Peters, I know we mentioned him a little bit before, but he's that guy that he's not the old Marcus Peters. That's going to get you a five to eight interceptions. You're that ball hawking guy that can change games. He's not that guy. But... But there's still a lot left in the tank from a guy like Marcus Peters. I think he can still go get you some turnovers when you need him to. I think he's going to be a fantastic leader for your defense. Uh, and I really feel like he elevates this cornerback room, no question. I love what Marcus Peters has done. He got a pick the other day in training camp. Um, and I think that he's going to continue to add value to this Las Vegas Raiders DB room. Uh, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. This one's a gimme at this point. Those These two guys just been getting after doing their things. Number one and number one A type receivers out there. I think this is going to be a, a 
very big thing, even with Hunter Renfro, who's definitely a standout. I forgot to put him on here. But uh, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, this is going to be a very deadly wide receiving core, especially with Trey Tucker on the mound here. So uh, Dylan Parham. Uh, the left guard, who in my mind, I called it a while ago, like two months, month before the draft. I said in year two, Dylan Parham was going to be that guy. I think he's going to prove to be an all-pro uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think he's going to be an all-pro and improve in a lot of different ways. He's going to be a name that you're going to want to watch throughout the rest of the season, but I think he's going to be uh, a big, end up being a big-time steal from what you got him in the third round last year. So uh, fizz-outs, I think it's pretty clear who's fizz-outs at this point now. I put Tyree Wilson and Byron Young for a reason here. Now, it's not their fault that they're injured. I'm not saying that they're stand out, they're fizzouts for that, excuse me. I think it just it just sucks. Can we not just hate the fact that our first over uh, like our first round pick and then also Byron Young, a third rounder that we're really excited about? Like we haven't seen anything of these guys yet. Like we can't just be a little angry about that. So overall, I'm just a little annoyed. I'll get over it, but I really want to see what these two do in the preseason, see what they continue to bring to this defense. Uh, and like I said, I just really want to see these guys and what they can do. Tyree Wilson might not play until the regular season, which fine, but Byron Young, I would like to get him back before the preseason, but we'll see what happens uh, before the regular season, excuse me. But overall, these two guys, I just want to see what we got and two guys that are going to help out this D-line. Uh, Drake Thomas, we were singing Drake Thomas's praises during minicamp and OTAs and all that stuff. I mean, he hasn't played bad. I, I don't think he's definitely, I don't think he's played bad, but I definitely think we were expecting more uh, from a guy that was coming in as a UDFA, was coming in as a guy that had, what, over 100 tackles last year for NC State, uh, was just that guy that could come in in the blitz. He could play well in pass coverage. And I just, we haven't seen enough, but uh, I will I will also extend the olive branch here. We haven't seen him in any preseason games yet. We'll let him play before we actually come out with saying, hey, he's a bust. I mean, guy went undrafted. He's a guy that, honestly, I think he can still do some things on special teams. Got to be excited about him, but I was expecting a little bit more out of Drake Thomas to start out training camp. Uh, wide receiver Keelan Cole you know obviously it's really not all his fault when he catched that like toe tap uh, toe tapping touchdown last year uh, I really expected him to at least challenge guys like Trey Tucker a little more and Hunter Renfro as well but let's face it you drafted Trey Tucker in the third round for a reason Keelan Cole he could probably be an odd man out at this point I don't know but I was expecting a little bit more from him just uh, in terms of explosive plays but uh, it, but it really is the fact he's getting outshadowed by Trey Tucker right now so uh, it really not his fault we'll see how the rest of the preseason plays out Divine Diablo another name here this guy, I do not think I have been excited about any more linebackers that, uh, in, in a while than Divine Diablo, D&D. Like, this dude, like, from a physical standpoint, he should be blowing everybody out the water. And again, kind of in the same boat as a guy like Drake, Drake Thomas. He hasn't played horrible, but, like, were we expecting more out of Divine Diablo, the guy that's going to be wearing the green dot here, that's going to be flying around making plays? Like, we just want more. We want this defense to take that next step. Divine Diablo, at this point, let's be real, has not done it. I want to see what happens in preseason and the regular season, but we need to see more, definitely. Austin Hooper, now... He's going to be that number one guy. He can block. He can catch. Uh, but overall, Michael Mayer, his ceiling is much higher than Austin Hooper. And again, I understand that this is still a, a training camp and all that. But I mean, we just, we know that Michael Mayer is going to bring a, a, a different element to this offense. I need to see more from Austin Hooper uh, to continue to be, if he's going to be that tight end number one, excuse me. Um, also, Michael Mayer blocking. Yeah, there's a lot left to be desired there. Like, let's be real. I... <laughs> Max Crosby put this dude on the floor throughout training camp on the first day they got pads on. And I know Michael Mayer's a rookie. He's going to learn a lot of things. He's going to learn to deal with guys that are better at the point of attack, like absolute menaces like Max Crosby. But 
this has to get better fast. Michael Mayer, he's got to step up his blocking game. You can't just be a one-trick pony in the NFL. you got to be able to do a lot of things well. So he's not a bad blocker, but uh, he's going to have to get a lot better in the NFL. Let's just be real about that. Also, Chandler Jones, last year he was clearly a fizz out. Like, we were expecting at least, like, five to eight sacks from Chandler Jones. What did he get, like, three and a half, four and a half, something like that? He just was not that Robin to Max Crosby's Batman that we were expecting. And, yes, he's going to be a guy that has a little bit of pressure on him with Tyree Wilson in the building. When he's healthy and ready to go, there's going to be that added element of pressure. But... Chandler Jones, man, this has been this has not uh, been exactly how we thought things were going to work out. He's definitely been a fizz out, but again, I know he's a veteran. It's only training camp. We'll see what, how the rest of the regular season goes. But after this, we could potentially be seeing Chandler Jones in his last year with the Raiders. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then finally, Malcolm Koontz. I have stood on the table for Malcolm Coons for years at this point. Like you talk about the first his first year in the NFL, the fact that he only played like 80 snaps and got two sacks, and then this last year, I know that uh, McDaniel's and Ziegler did not draft this guy, but it doesn't matter. Like if you're in a new regime if you're in a new type of locker room and you just haven't balled out yet like Malcolm Koontz I just need him to ball out because I still believe in his ability he's got great size he's got great speed around the edge I think he can still be a fantastic edge rusher in the NFL but overall there's been a lot left to be desired I really feel like the defense from the Raiders is going to put a huge premium on getting to the passer uh, this year and so but Malcolm Koontz definitely needs to be a big part of that so uh, like I said there's still this is we haven't even hit the first game of, of uh, preseason yet and we'll definitely cover more uh, but that is it that is our addition of uh, standouts and fizz outs as I get back here. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment down below. Let us know what kind of pop you drink, please. Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, that Great Value Diet, Dr. Thunder, whatever it is in the comment section down below. But at least let us know what you guys think about our latest segment of standouts and fizz outs. Ron Rivera has been a very respected head coach in the NFL for a very long time. You love the story of him beating cancer. You love the story about how uh, really he rallies his guys that want to play for him. And yes, he's had success. He went to the Super Bowl back, what was it, 2015 against the Broncos when they had like the best defense ever that year and Cam Newton just got swallowed up like every play. And he's, like I said, he's a respected coach. He brought the Panthers to a couple of playoff appearances, won the division a couple of times, uh, did get fired and then went over to the commanders. He made the playoffs in his first year. Not a lot of people remember that. But at the same time, I'm still kind of wondering like how much longer he does have uh, with the commanders. Now, I'd want to pressify, I want to preface this by saying that Ron Rivera is not really the problem to me. I really feel like you need to get a quarterback there. And if it's Sam Howell, great. If it's not, you need to keep searching because it is the most important position in the entire NFL. And if Sam Howell ain't it, he ain't it. And the commanders under Ron Rivera over the last three years, yes, again, made his, made the playoffs in his first year there. Um, they went 7-9. and nine. They lost in the playoffs. And then, yes, the last two years there, like he was really on the cusp. He had him playing very well this last year uh, down the stretch. Uh, but overall, they could not close it out. And, yes, it was a very competitive division. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it wasn't. Uh, but it's also the fact that, hey, Ron Rivera has talent. Sam Howell, we covered as the quarterback that we're really excited about. You've got Brian Robinson Jr. back there in the running back field, as well as Antonio Gibson. Also, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson might be one of the most slept-on wide receiving, uh, one, well, number one and number two wide receiving core in the entire NFL. Logan Thomas, we talked about it. This guy is uh, one of our favorite players. Uh, they also got Curtis Samuel. And on defense, it's not like you have the best defensive line in the entire NFL. Oh, wait. Yeah, you do. And uh, honestly, top to bottom, this defense is respectable. And I know that you are really just looking for it to kind of take over. But you got to do kind of wonder what is going on in terms of how much longer Ron Rivera can sit there and not win. Because I know it's not all his fault, but, you know, the, or at least we'll, we'll take that back for a second. I will at least say that 
how much longer can the commanders sit there without a number one quarterback? And is Sam Howell that guy? We have yet to see it. I would really like to see it, but overall, I, I think the commanders definitely have some questions to answer. To be fair, it's not like this guy has had the best owner in football either. Like Dan Schneider, honestly, with the sale and everything going through, it's been kind of a train wreck. And I understand that, you know, having that guy as a leader, having that guy as the owner definitely does put the franchise in a tough spot. But as the head coach, I think Ron Rivera is definitely facing an uphill battle this year. Hopefully, Sam Howell can be that dude for the commanders. But overall, there's definitely some things to answer. And uh, you do kind of, it starts to kind of creep into your mind a little bit. How much longer does Ron Rivera have? Uh, but let us know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like comment and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment like we said hey it helps people find the show uh, but at the end of the day let us know what you guys think about this being it potentially for commander's head coach ron rivera